G'day and welcome to the front of the Zyme Execute. Today I'm joined by Space Tomato and Mr. Moist. Wait, or is it more like uh, M. Noodle? I don't know. Uh, Moist Mr. Noodle. Mr. Noodle is fine. Mr. Noodle, right. <laughs> M. <laughs> M. Noodle. Looking way too comfortable there. In uh, You're in a holiday home at the moment, yeah? Paradise, dude. For six weeks, it's awful. I'm exhausted. I don't know what to do with my life other than sit beside a pool. Yes. A travesty. Yes, I'm Awful. very jealous at the moment, sitting here freezing my ass off at the arse end of the world. Uh, so yeah, but I do have uh, very nice uh, nature as well, so I can relate to what you were telling us earlier. Um, and a lot of crazy nice. animals. Yes, uh, very, very much a lot of crazy animals. Have you guys ever, dude? Have you ever heard, dude? I'm, I'm a tarantula collector, dude. I could talk to you about tarantulas and spiders all day long. John into a well, if you're ever down this way, you need to check out the Tasmanian devils. They're called devils for a reason. Uh, they sound very oh, much dude, like dude, but they them. look so adorable. They are. They're very adorable, but they are very, very aggressive. Um, but yeah, so yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, we're going to talk to Moist today. This is a casual conversation. We've done this with a couple of people now, Space. I think this may turn into a bit of a series with me and you. So we've done this with Moist and Dig That and uh, Morph. We've done Morph twice, actually. Talked to Morph twice. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, so we're going to turn this into a bit of a conversation where me and Space just find a content creator and uh, talk them stupid, if that makes I sense. i got to be honest with you. It feels like a bit of an honor because Info Runners is like a staple of the Star Citizen community at this point. Really? So thank you for having me on. Yeah, dude. Oh, you're welcome. Like, you guys have been around forever. <laughs> I, don't, I don't feel that big, man. I feel like we've got this small little cool niche community, but I, I really dedicated people. So, yeah, thanks. That's a high honor. I it's the recognition. Yeah, it's the recognition like it definitely has been around for long enough that like anybody who follows star citizen pretty closely knows what info runners is oh, absolutely thank you thank you for the kind words i appreciate that very much so i'm going to start it off with a question for both of you because uh, you guys are both streamers and this is a question that i have as a problem i have with streamers right so it's a hard-hitting question but i i think you're both logical enough uh to uh, take the question. And you know what's telling about my camera and how it freezes randomly? It's just done yeah. that. Oh no, dude. <laughs> it's all good. Don't worry about yeah. it. It's fine. We roll with the punches that is here. Actually, that is exactly like that is what we were talking about for sure. And yeah. guess what? Yeah. That yeah. light that light is off. That yeah. light was off. So you probably now knocked baby. The, yeah, knocked the nail on the head. I'll I'll look at that after yeah. the show now you've said that. So yeah. Um yeah, so the question I have, um, one of my problems I have with that I have, and it's not a problem as such, is a lot of the people come to me because we do fix my fleet, right? Which is a which is a series that we do here where we look at people's fleets, and one of the things we hear a lot is Streamer X said this is a good ship, right? And uh, obviously everyone has different opinions, right? And that's totally fine, and there is no real wrong or right ship, right? I just want to clarify that part. But uh, as streamers. Do you think that you guys are a little bit too much in the now and not enough in the release of the game category? And I'd like to get your thoughts on that. How, how, how do you guys approach the now versus the, the release go. of the game? Uh, <laughs> I completely agree with you, dude. And it's something that... Am I allowed to swear? Uh, yeah, it's been one it minute. Really, it really pisses me off. Um, and And... My general attitude when people come into my channel, it, I think a lot of people forget that um, there are two ways to, to look at ships in Star Citizen. You can look at it as a, in like the meta mind frame of mm -hmm. what is the best ship to use right now for whatever task it is I'm trying to achieve. Mm -hmm. Or you can go for, 
what is the ship do I just what ship do I think is just the coolest right mm-hmm. um and I think every streamer is different mm-hmm. uh, in how they achieve that but for me my attitude is dude I can't pick for you all right um if you want to know what the matters are a b and c are the matters for say combat um pick one of those if you just want the meta ship but other than that just go for whatever you think is is cool you know because something to bear in mind is it very often does change from patch to patch that's what i was about you know? to ask so, you. how often does it change from patch to patch yeah. i my so i i don't just i try as a streamer i go i try to go a little bit further and i ask the questions to try and work out what it is exactly they're looking for mm. um because you can't just give that that one solid answer mm. you know it yeah. comes down to the individual person who's asking the question. What about you, Space? What's your what's your kind of response to that as a as a streamer? And then then I guess a part you have a you probably get a little bit different from Moist because you hang out with us so much, and I think we might have had a bit of an influence on you. But you, you correct me if well, I'm wrong. I I'm I'm of the same mindset as as Moist. Um, and honestly, I don't really consider myself a streamer. I consider myself a YouTuber who streams because my first and foremost, my mm-hmm. favorite thing to do is make informative videos. So generally, my content is all focused on the development, which means that I always come at it from a where is this going sort of look rather than a what's going on now kind of look. And that's actually okay. something I've been trying to change because I realize we've gotten to the point where like it's not it doesn't matter anymore. Like back when you know, we were still getting features like the ability to send money to each other Mm. or rent ships or like some of these more in very basic features. It Mm. was kind of like, yeah, we're we're developing like you need to kind of ignore the idea of what the ship is right now because things are so in flux. But at this point, people Mm. are jumping in, they're making it their daily game. CIG is clearly starting to push this as like, come and play this game regularly. So I'm starting Mm. to relent and try and meet people in the middle and be like okay well you should be looking at this ship based on what you want to do in the verse but at the same time if you know there's something that you want to be doing now then yeah this this ship might be good for you but i'm in the same boat as noodle i'll ask people like what is your goal in the game because there's no best ship there's no right answer it's whatever you want to do that's that that's two really good answers from both of you because that's very similar to how we do fix my fleet one of the very first questions we ask them are like what are the top three professions you want to do in the game and that's where we start and i think the opposite of what moist said where um what are the meta ships the complete opposite of that as you would know space is the endeavor um you know, right, it's yeah. going to take a really long time to get here, but it's probably going to have more gameplay. It's going to grow really big and large. I don't know if you know, Moist, but at the end of last year, um, do you know where they do the uh, ISC Live and they do the ship mm-hmm. questions? That question yeah. at the end that was asked, like, uh, where does John Crew think like he wants to kill himself every time the Endeavor's mentioned? That came from me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because I, I that you shit. Kind of- yeah, sorry, go ahead. I was just about to say, you kind of touched on something that I was about to say, mm-hmm. which is for my own personal fleet, and, and this is something that I do bring up when people ask the question. In my personal fleet, I, I'm in a privileged position where I used to work in IT. You know, I, mm-hmm. was, I'm, I was a single guy. I still am a single guy, forever alone. I have no kids. Um, Welcome to the party, so pal. I'm the same. <laughs> I, I've, I've been able to throw all my money at, at, at CIG, right? And I have a nice size fleet. And essentially, looking at my fleet 
my fleet, apart from one, no, two ships, sorry, mm -hmm. is where the game is going. And what I mean by that oh, is really... they are not meta ships. Some of them aren't ships that aren't, uh, are not even in the game right now, like the Polaris. Yeah. Um, they are ships that I am waiting for. I'm in for the long haul. Um, but I have the two money-making ships, you know, and then using those two ships, I make all the money that I use to buy the other ships in-game. I knew yeah. I, I knew I'd like money making ships. I, I knew I'd like you, Moist. Like you're a very thought out guy, very logical, as as you said, logical and passionate. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. What are yeah. those two ships? Sorry. Uh, the Eclipse and the Arrow, because I, I'm I'm super into combat in Star mm -hmm. Citizen, and and a, a lot of people think of me as a PvP guy, but I'm actually not so much a PvP guy these guy uh, these days. Um, the only reason I I kind of got into PvP, and and you know you guys have been around for long enough to mm -hmm. back me up here is that there was really not much to do for Great. a very, yeah. very long time. And um, I just ended up surrounding myself with uh, a social circle of PvPers in Star Citizen. Mm. Uh, as a result, I started getting into PvP. But, you know, when, when I think of where I want Star Citizen to go, it's Star Wars Galaxies, right? It's mm -hmm. uh, living in the universe, and that doesn't necessarily have to be PvP. I, I firmly believe that people should uh, learn to defend themselves when it comes to PvP, um, at the very least. Um, but all I'm really interested in is just living in the universe. Um, and, and, and Siege of Orison is, is a great example. Yeah. I've been absolutely loving Siege, Siege of Orison, you know, server performance aside. So, um, so you've just been following yeah. the game, really, and, and, and going with what it's got. Um, I do going where wherever the current patch is taking us, mm -hmm. plus what the community is doing mm -hmm. in the moment, because that's really important. We have an incredibly powerful, passionate, and very kind community. Hundred percent. And I just try to engage with that as much. Well, I'm very introverted, but I try to engage with that as much as I can. Well, you know, I think I think the majority of people who play this game still have to play like that, which is yeah. what I think also a lot of people will continue to use as kind of the last. You know how it, it's always the the goalposts have always moved as to why Star Citizen isn't good enough or isn't going to be a game. And I think yep. that whole well, I can't do what I want is going to be a sticking point for people for a lot long time because like if you're not mining or combat focused right now you kind of just got to do whatever is being put into the next patch you know you you touch on something i'm really sorry that we've kind of gone away from the original question hey, but dude, i think dude, it's 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 where the, where it goes just just go it's wherever it goes something that i say a lot on my stream is mm. one of the things that is most important to me and this is going to sound very corny but it, it's so incredibly genuine mm. it, one of the most important things in this um community is the community right it's, it's such a kind, strong community. Um, but something that I think makes Star Citizen very different to most other games, and especially most other online games, is the fact that Star Citizen somehow attracts people from so many different gaming backgrounds, right? Yeah. You get people coming to Star Citizen from Stellaris. You get people coming to Star Citizen from EVE Online. You get mm -hmm. people coming to Star Citizen from Escape from Tarkov. You get people coming from Elite Dangerous, right? Yeah. From PUBG. It's, it's absolutely insane. And I think that's why uh, it's probably going to get a little bit more difficult for CIG because mm. the community has grown. In the last two mm. years, the community has exploded. It's absolutely yeah. insane. And, yep. and in yeah. terms of streaming, it's more competitive now in the Star Citizen 100%. category than it 
ever has been before. There are so um, many new names in there. Like you go into that yeah. list now and I have to wade through names mm -hmm. to get to people I know that I didn't have to do before. Yeah. And I've I've definitely seen my numbers go down, but I don't care because mm. what that means is that people have more choice. Yeah. And they can find a content creator that and and a a content creator's community mm. that they really resonate with. Right? But I was just going to say, to, to bring it back, hmm. when you have so many different people coming to the Star Citizen community and to the game who come from so many different backgrounds, they're expecting different things from the game, the game right? Like, for me, hmm. I, I'm really in it for the combat. Not, like I said earlier, not necessarily the PvP, mm -hmm. but for the combat. And when I think about how I want to see the game be improved, right, for me, in my mindset, I want to see more combat missions. I want to see... Mm. Um, uh, more cinematic. Uh, some people don't like this, especially with like Siege von Orison. I've seen complaints that mm -hmm. it's probably too on rails and mm -hmm. um, it's it's too. I think a lot of that's well, early days because we don't have the server. Yeah. Meshing, so yeah. Exactly. That not just the server meshing, but I think we also don't have the tool for the developers yet to yeah. create the missions that they really want to I, make. I still think... Or convincing oh, AI. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's all... It's all yeah. We're all waiting on that last thing. It, like, there's a lot of stuff in the background. You can see they've got a lot of stuff ready to go. They've got to have that Absolutely. last pillar there. Look, I just want to write on the back of what you said there because uh, at the Bar Citizen when I went to where my arm kind of went all bad, um, me and Algrid actually recorded a lot of footage, but in typical Algrid fashion... None of the sound was recorded, um, but in all the interviews, <laughs> there was a there was a very um, telling thing because I obviously I talked to the people that were there, and it's just like what you mentioned. Everyone mentioned community, man. Everyone, yeah. and it was really interesting. There was just this. Art, uh, you know, art overarching theme that it, it's got nothing to do with the game. It's everyone they've met along the way, all these really cool people, and it's the same thing. And I assume you guys have both been to a boat. Have you been to a bar citizen space? No. Okay, you need to go, right? Uh, um, you walk yeah. into a room. It's like when you go to a party, you've got to go round the room and try to find people that you kind of get out with and get along with. Everyone in the room you get on with. It's just amazing. This, dude, you make yeah. such a solid point because yeah. I get people coming into my, my chat quite regularly. And whenever I mention CitizenCon or a mm. bar citizen, people are like, ah, oh, but I'm super introverted. I don't think that's my kind of yeah. thing. And I'm like, dude. The thing, I am hugely introverted, right? Mm. If you saw me in a pub, I would look like the most awkward person you've ever <laughs> seen in a room, right? But when you go to like Bar Citizen or Citizen Con, something that I learned from a friend of mine who is a DJ, who is one of the most charismatic people that I've ever met in my life, he said something so profound to me once, which was when you meet somebody for the first time, the best thing they can do is start asking questions about them because most people's favorite topic is themselves. And maybe yeah. not favorite topic, yeah. but it's it's a thing that, you know. They know. Um, they, they know themselves, yeah. right? Um, and it's, it's really what he was saying is it's about finding that mutual king point. Yeah. And the thing that's incredible about going to CitizenCon or a bar citizen is yep. everybody has a mutual talking point. Yep. Oh, yo, yep. what's your favorite ship? Oh, I love Anvil too. It's the best manufacturer. <laughs> you know, um, it's so easy to talk to yeah, people. You just, you just walk up to someone and be like, hey, man, how, you, how long have you been running this marathon? Or, Seven or, years? Or, okay, cool, cool. Or, yeah. what's your, <laughs> or what's your favorite ship? Or who's your favorite manufacturer? Or something like that. And just any of those yeah. questions and you're off to the races. And guess what? That goes all the way up. It's the same thing with Chris. You've ever, I don't know if you guys have had the opportunity to talk to Chris, but he's just as passionate oh, yeah. as us. He's like full on nerd mode. And he'll oh, just, 
Golf for deep end. Oh yeah, you can the see it on the stage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the first time I ever met Chris was at CitizenCon 2018. Yep. And I was actually doing some work for um, JRDF, the model makers. Yep. And they're also the guys who basically create the the the, the in-game desks yep. for Sitcon, and they make all the big models, and they made the life-size dragonfly. Yep. Well, I was involved with the dragonfly that year, and I was involved with the kraken. And mm -hmm. I actually, on top of the huge kraken model, mm -hmm. um, there was also a number of 3D printed models that had to go on there. I had to carry those in my luggage to Austin, Texas. <laughs> and by the time I got there, most of them were broken. Oh, shit. <laughs> it wasn't my fault. So I was literally sat on the floor of this walkway, gluing them together the night before sitcom, losing my mind, stressed <laughs> to hell. And again, I'm super introverted, and it yeah. doesn't take much to piss me off. And I also yeah. like my personal space. And <laughs> I knew that there was somebody stood behind me, and they kept rustling their feet. So I snapped around to, to <laughs> yell at them, and there's Chris Roberts. And I was just like, Oh, hello. <laughs> and he was like, oh, they're all right, aren't they? I was like, yes, Chris. <laughs> I was so nervous, dude. Yeah. That's uh, catch you off guard. Yeah. What was the conclusion of that? Did you get them all fixed or what? Oh, yeah. They, they, I managed to get them all fixed and it looked freaking awesome, man. Like cool. that Kraken model was absolutely sick. And, and the crazy thing about it was I think that model was actually thrown together in like three weeks. Yeah, which it was cool. around three weeks, which which sounds like a lot of time, but trust me, when you got to get it shipped to another country and get it painted, oh yeah, uh, and yeah, get electronics crazy. in there for lighting as well, it was it was a very very tough build. So I've actually, yeah, that's crazy. I've actually hang out with those JR Fabrication boys. That they do. A they're really really cool guys. Yeah, they're really cool. I I um I was on the captain's table with them, and then I hang yeah. out with them a couple other times. Um, that's my thing. I like to get around and hang out with every single. Um, like I even go looking for, that's how I met space. I go yeah. looking for new content creators and I dropped in on, yeah. his, on his YouTube channel and I said, oh dude, you're, you're gold places. And he's like, nah, I said, dude, within 12 months, you'll be bigger than us. And he was, <laughs> you know, like yeah. he didn't believe me at the time, but like, yeah, you, I, I see talent now when I, uh, when I go looking. So yeah, but, um, yeah, Chris was the same. Like I was super awkward when I met Chris as well. And he was just, we just ended up talking for an hour. We're in this, uh, he's in, just the dude. Yeah, we were in a, in a hall at the end of the day of PAX and they were kicking everyone out. It was just me and Chris in this empty hall for like an hour and a half and it was just full on. Just have you, talking about the game. Have you ever talked to Aaron? No, but Algrid has. Dude, yeah. Aaron is such a Chad dude. He's oh, really? so cool. <laughs> like when I, I spent a weekend working in the Manchester office with J the J JLD, and we were basically putting the new reception in with the Sabre Raven hanging and the new right. desk and stuff. And uh, Aaron came up to me and John, and uh, we were just chatting for like an hour nonstop. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if he was memeing, but he accidentally called the Vandal the Kilrathi a couple of times. <laughs> I was too polite to correct him. But yeah, it was, he's so, so cool, dude. So, I'm going to so be cool. so surprised if, you know how there's like, uh, we hear about races behind the other races, like, like, yeah. like, like the um, Kathak and stuff like Kathak, that. Kathak, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. would not be surprised if one of those is not the Kilrathi or Kathak yeah. at some point, like, yeah. you know, just for a meme. Yeah. Or they, or, or, or maybe you just, through the universe, you just keep finding these relics of some race and they're just like a cat oh, yeah. or, or a cat toy or something like that. Just all these little memes. What, what if what yeah. if the Vandal aren't actually the bad guys and they're actually running Ooh. away from the bad guys should and we, they're being chased by cat people? Should, 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 should we tell yeah. him, Space? Should we tell him? 
Oh, no, no, it was actually no, it wasn't you. It was Seer that I went through this with. So if you actually look up the Roman Empire, right? So the game is actually based yeah. on the Roman Empire. When yeah, you, yeah, yeah. When you look it up, it actually talks about how they were pushed out by vandals, right? Mm. Oh. Uh, so, so um, the 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 current running theory is because it's based on the thing is that the vandal are not actually the bad guys. They're being pushed out of their own system and onto this us. This is what I've been saying for years, yeah, dude. Yeah. Well, it's based it's based on the Roman Empire, and that's what happened. Yeah. Pe people were yeah. put, be, okay. I, I believe they were being pushed out of Germania and into the Roman okay. Empire. So, um, yeah, it's very similar to what happened there. So, um. Yeah, I won't say any more because I don't want to spoil too much. But yeah, I I, I firmly Dude, believe if, if we're right, mm. and if we're right. I I called it like four years ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's also there's also a similar situation with the Kurthak and the Xion, right? Like mm. we don't actually know what the deal is going on with them, but they could always develop that in the same direction because we're under the impression that Kurthak might be more bigger than the Xion, right? Militarily. Well, yeah, I so I've my theory with Paul, like this is this, we need Paul here for this conversation because he's the law guy. But yeah. my my I'm so bad with law. Yeah, yeah, well that's why we've got Paul and Algrid and uh, <laughs> I, I know Space gets dragged into their Lord podcast as well. He's a bit yeah, of a law guy too. I try to hang on. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he writes about the his pants on that one. And I, they've told me, they've been telling me for months now they want me to come and ask dumb questions. Uh but I haven't got the invite yet. But uh that'll happen sooner or later. But um yeah so with the Gathak is they talk about a thing called the spirit wars and my running theory is they're actually the robots of the universe so they the spirit wars is in they have no spirit so that's why i think they might be in a, oh, a robot shit. race the so, death. yeah so that's that's my running theory with the Gathak is they're robots but you know we'll see what happens with that um and and yeah so as i said there's some kind of race that's pushing the vandal in and my theory is somewhere along the line in that you know that three episode arc i actually think we'll team up with the vandal you know the enemy of my enemy. yeah that's what i was thinking as well yeah that's what i think is going to happen yeah, dude. This huge, the huge twist is that we work together in the end so yeah Halo dude, I, I don't know if you guys ever played free space 2 um but free space 2 was was absolutely incredible and there was a ship in free space 2 called the colossus which is essentially their version of the retribution right mm -hmm. and um you know there's this amazing moment where the colossus comes out and it's, it's super epic and it starts kicking the shit out of everybody and then it gets destroyed and it's just this whole holy crap moment and i have a funny feeling that's the way the retribution is probably going to go so yeah i wouldn't be surprised if the retribution gets destroyed in squadron 42 but then we end up having to team up with the vandal to actually fight the the genuine bad guys but um man, yeah you, dude you, i'm so excited for squadron 42. yeah i'm I, so man, excited you got my, i can't wait got my kind of mind racing now the, the you know all the things that we could get about joining up with the vandal like do they eventually become a playable race do we get like vandal built ships for the human empire like the ban the banu and the zion like oh Think of all the places that's going to go. Very interesting. You they got to keep them. They got to keep them the baddies, though, or else it wouldn't make sense in Star Citizen, right? Oh, but then you can, like, have, you can have you uh can -oh. have new baddies. Yeah, and guess what? My camera froze as well. It, it's all going to shit at once. Guess what? Mine hasn't because yeah. I don't use Elgato. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was. Uh, I accidentally just. I just kicked my cord. Oh no! There we go. Let's oh, go execute. Man, like now you've mentioned it, I can't unsee it. That light keeps going off. It is the Elgato. I can't believe it. So oh, yeah. So yeah. People that watch the show will know I've been struggling for months, and these two gents think it's the the little Elgo Gato capture card, and it is. The light's going I've off on it. Dealt with it before yep. it's happened to me. So I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to get a new capture card. Wow. Okay, that's a lot cheaper I, than I buying a new I camera. 
I sent you the link to the one that I use. Yep. It's like 20 bucks and it's amazing in comparison to the Elgato. Well, really, I'll, really good. I'll be picking one up for me and Elgato uh, right after this show. So yeah. Here's the second one I had to buy because the first one wasn't working. And then this one stopped working, but then the first one started working. So now I'm on the first one again. Really? Wow, Tons okay. of wasted money. Yeah. Mm. Love it. All right. I'll have to look into that because apparently the software you use has to have the Elgato, but I'm wondering if oh, I'll look into it after. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah. All right, so we've talked a bit about Squadron 42. You said you're really looking forward to Squadron 42. I'm going to ask mm. this question then. Looking at games like Call of Duty, right? I'm going to use that as the benchmark. Some of the most um, influential or most, you know, the biggest, most popular versions of the Call of Duty franchise, the ones that had Kevin Spacey and the actor that played Jon Snow. Now, based on that, we've got 30 plus really well-known actors. Some of them were very small back when they did the... Um, like Henry Cavill, he's now done Superman and The Witcher, mm. multi-million dollar actor. You've got, you know, Gillian Anderson. Um, oh, I'm going I'm to butcher some names here. Who doesn't Mark even Campbell. remember that she was in Squadron 42, by the way. She oh, was really? asked about it recently and she didn't even know what Squadron 42 was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was oh, probably like a, a blip on her but, radar. But I was, I was reading the, the monthly reports the other day and I thought something that popped into my head is if they need callbacks, right? to yeah. fill in lines that they didn't realize they needed originally. It must be very difficult for the actors, right, to try and get back into that role that they probably filmed, what, like six years ago? Not or to mention like expensive. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, and expensive, yeah. Yeah. What do they do when they do part two? Bringing Henny Cavill <sighs> back, you know? Like, he's like he's going from... Dude. Back then, no, he was... No, they're just going to have to kill off all famous people. Just... <laughs> Get rid of them all in episode one. Yeah, the yeah. streamers in. Yeah, I'll yeah. do it. I can just see board gamer now. Like, you know, what? I'll do it for a fiver. I don't mind, yeah. honestly. Yeah, it'll be worth I mean, it. They, they, like, come on, they they have to do that. They cannot keep bringing back a cast this big because that's part of, like, yeah, okay. Unless... First, when you try and hire this many people for a game like this, it's like, yeah, that's expensive, but okay, we'll see what you do. But if they have to keep coming back for reshoots mm. and they have to come back for sequels and all this stuff, it starts to add up. Like, they gotta. Yeah, out, unless, um, unless, I don't know if you guys know the answer, but unless they filmed all of it in one go, mm -hmm. I, I honestly don't know if they only filmed chapter one or if they, they did all of the work in one go. Well, also, they've probably got a bit more profit, though, once Squadron 42 comes out. Um, Star Citizen will be a bit bigger by then. Maybe they will have the money. You know, it, it, we'll have to Possibly. wait and see. Um, they, maybe I they've am... already got contracts for all three episodes. My, I that have a question for you two, though. Um, obviously, right now, the development of Squadron 42, I, I firmly feel, really is taking away from yep. Star Citizen, right? So, when Chapter 1 comes out, would you like more emphasis put on the development of Star Citizen? Or would you be happy with them just going straight on to working on Chapter 2? Can I, can I answer that in a different way? Because I'm actually sure. pretty sure I know what the plan is. So, you know how they're building out all the new offices at the moment in uh, Manchester and Frankfurt, yep. and they're planning to increase the size of uh, the like the number of people globally. They're going to double it from 750 to 1,400 or whatever. Those new people are for Star Citizen, right? And the current team will just continue to work on Episode 2. 
That, does that make sense? Are you, are you confident that they're going to be able to hire enough people? Because they always seem to have like 300 plus roles available yep. on their recruitment website. <laughs> they do. So I guess, yeah, that is probably the, the linchpin there. But um, they're, they're, they've got a lot of new people that are coming in to work on the tools in, um, uh, what's that place called? In uh, the French place, God, man. Um, Montreal. Uh, Montreal. Montreal, thank you. Yeah, they got a lot of new people. Montreal, by the way, I think has been one of the best things that's happened to Star Citizen. Yeah. Like, and those look, guys are knocking it out of the park. Well, they've the come moment. up to speed very quickly. So my whole mm. thing is, yeah, they might getting a lot of new people. My biggest concern, right, as, as a former developer myself, um, is you always hear these horror stories of, of CIG having really high staff turnover, like they're losing a lot of the veterans and stuff like that. Um, we've had some real wins though as well. Like remember we when Frankfurt came on board, that's really where... Oh, that was amazing. Yeah, I think you know, both Frankfurt and Montreal are two of the biggest like wins that CIG have really had. Yeah, so I, I there's always... Like I look at the industry as a whole, you got to look at the whole of game development. They all have these kind of issues, especially at the moment. There's huge staff turnover, and there's a real um, people are not uh, they're not happy with where they are. There's a lot of movement at the moment, um, and there's a lot of people wanting to be paid more. So my real concern is is CIG paying their staff enough, and if they are, they will get the people they need. I think I'm in a go on, sponsor. I was just going to say, there is a lot of um, turnover and struggles to keep staff in the gaming industry in particular right now, yeah. for sure. I mean, I watch a lot of general gaming channels. I was just watching Skill Up the other day, mm -hmm. and he was talking about how Ubisoft was having a lot of trouble hanging on to almost all of the staff that had signed something, uh, a petition from last year. And we keep hearing about it with different mm -hmm. game development studios. They're not able to, they, they've been delaying their games constantly, like, yeah, it's definitely not just Star Citizens that's seeing it. Star Citizen might have a particular struggle, but uh, it's not a standout in the industry, it seems. Yeah, as a, now, you know, we're in a. I just want to say real quick, I, as a fellow Australian, oh. I actually reached out to Skill Up. He is so anti Star Citizen, it is not funny. Uh, I, oh, really? Yeah, he I had a little I, quip the other day yeah, on he his does it show, all, and I was like, what? He does it all <laughs> the time. And I reached out to him and said, look, as a fellow Australian and Star Citizen content creator, I would love the time to be able to show you how wrong you are about this game. Um, along those lines, is what I said. I, I did it a lot nicer than that. I'm sure he liked um, that. <laughs> and, 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 no, he never got back to me. Uh, and mm. it, he's, he's probably too big to give a shit, so that's fine. Sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah he's going to cover it when it becomes a thing. I, I think he'll Absolutely. do, he'll do, I think, like, we, we know because we're in it, right? But he has swallowed that media pill where Star Sisters bad, it's a scam. He, he just, Look, we've, we've yeah. seen it. We, we are all old enough in this yep. community to have seen the change in attitude from the general gaming yep. community. Like, yep. I've, I've seen recent uh reddit posts on the r slash gaming subreddit mm. now Ooh. historically you mentioned star citizen in r yep. slash gaming and they would tear it apart i went through the comments on this post like last week and so many people were loving on star citizen it's absolutely yep. insane how the how it's changed yes. I, I, I just wanted to Definitely i just wanted to bring it back very quickly yeah, sorry i just want to bring it back very quickly to the staff turnover uh, conversation you know we're all in, all in a very privileged position where i'm, I'm sure all of us have friends at cig yep and you know recently i was talking to two separate people from cig who said pretty much the same thing to me which was almost immediately after they joined cig they got headhunted and they Ooh. were given very, very generous offers. And mm. I think you're probably right when you mentioned that 
you know, CIG probably do underpay a little bit. Um, I don't know for sure. I'm just assuming. Um, but the fact that there are companies out there headhunting people who almost immediately join CIG as juniors, by the way, um, is, is very interesting. And it, it really, it I, think, I don't think it's just CIG. I, I assume, you know, um, it happens all over the industry, but it really shows how competitive the gaming industry is, I think. If you look at it, yeah. like we were saying from a logical point of view, why bother actually looking for content when you can just steal it from other people? You know, as in, so, so you know, they've taken the whole time to hire them, vet them, yep. get them in. And so someone just headhunts them straight away because it's like, well, they've vetted yep. them. I'll just steal them because we know they're not paying them as well as they should be. True. That's why True. they do it, you know, because yeah. um, there's a lot of money spent on um, HR and um, all, all that stuff. And that, that's they've just found a really simple way. Well, we'll just keep going to CIG and stealing their guys. So, yeah. You know, one of the things that has been great about CIG, though, historically, I don't know if it happens so much anymore. I probably doubt it, mm -hmm. is the amount of people who have been hired out of the Star Citizen community, even without... No, that's um, true. game development experience you know yeah um and it, that's actually been great to see because you know mm -hmm. just to offer a few names you know jake for yep. example that's a good one um k winter k winter for me has been he he was somebody who i met in game by the way mm -hmm. um and we just ended up playing together and he's just he now works on the player experience team he, he originally got his job with the marketing team moved over to player experience and he is somebody who is very very in touch with the community That's cool. and um he 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 takes our feedback and he makes active positive change based on our feedback well, that's great to hear because um, I don't I don't hear that a lot. I I I I yeah. And what I mean by that, there's a lot of time where I think sometimes the uh, they don't take on board what we say. <laughs> yeah, um, and I can give you another example. Yeah. Um, there's a guy called Jerry. Uh, mm -hmm. or, or he's known on Twitch as Seaside Sandys. He doesn't work for CIG at the moment. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm trying to convince him to go back, <laughs> uh, but he's actually the guy responsible for the 890 jump mission. He's All the right. guy who made that mission. He's the guy who made the caterpillar mission. Um, and he spends so much time in people's Twitch chats, even now when he's not working for CIG, you know, mm -hmm. and, and he was definitely somebody who was uh, fantastic at taking on board uh, people's feedback and applying it to the game, you know, so it definitely does happen. I think a lot of people, you know, I see comments in my chat quite a lot from people who don't think it happens. It does happen it does. but something that i've noticed is there are a lot of i'm, I'm not going to call people out but there are a lot of people who i recognize in twitch chats mm -hmm. who are cig staff but they don't like to shout yeah. out there yeah, that they're yeah. cig yeah. staff they yeah. get, you know, they get yeah. a lot of questions don't they it's like why haven't you done exactly. this exactly yeah. yeah. you mentioned red. it's always the oh sorry go, go space in those situations when you know that somebody in the staff is is a dev and like they're having a conversation like we're ha we're in the active topic of what it is they specialize in and like they're kind of slipping in words there to sort of let everybody know this is this is how it works and people are like what what do you mean you don't know you don't know that like where do you get that information you're like please just yeah <laughs> like just let them go with yeah, it yeah 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 um I, I remember way back when um on on the reddit actually this guy was putting up um it was in the hangar and he was redoing the lighting for the hangar he's going why are they yep. doing this why are they doing this and then like two weeks later he had a job at cig and he was actually yeah. doing all the lighting <laughs> and everything it was quite funny yeah, just to see this whole yeah. so so yeah it totally does happen uh, yeah 
chats, I think. But it's not also, you know, when 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 I get devs in my chat, um, like Seaside Sandys is the perfect example. He's a level designer, right? Yep. Like the moment somebody realizes he works for CIG and they like I will I'm very good uh, at pointing out to people what role that they fill at CIG, right? Mm -hmm. And and they have experience in that role, so don't like expect them to ask questions, answer questions about something outside of that role. But there will always be people who are like, "Oh, Seaside Sandys, you work at CIG, bro. Where's my, where's my uh, so and so shit? Where's my Banu Merchantman, <laughs> bro? Like, dude, chill out. That's what <laughs> I meant. Down. That's exactly what I meant about once they, they exactly. just start bombarding. Like, like I yeah. don't talk about the games I used to work on, right? Because as soon mm -hmm. as people find out questions just like thick and fast that i don't want to talk yep. about and i just like all these awkward <laughs> questions that i'm trying to forget from my past so i, I can totally <laughs> relate to that so i just don't yeah i just don't even talk about it anymore so that, that's why i knew uh, what you were talking about um should we move the co the conversation a little bit along you, you mentioned the season of horizon how about we talk mm -hmm. about where the game's at now and a little bit more about where we want it to go and uh, yeah How's, how, how do you guys feel about that because i know you want to talk a little bit about the patch now so you, you man wanna... i i have i i this is the most prepared i think i've ever been for a podcast and i have so many notes around 317.2 well i feel um, i feel honored I, you didn't have to i even said to you no prep required just turn up we'll talk. no dude yeah. i i had to i had to i had to do some prep so siege of orison um uh, I very think French is, when you is, say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> waiting, is, for, waiting for baguettes that are like ninja stars or something. Yeah. Uh, I think it's an absolutely awesome event, yeah. uh, personally. And in terms of, I know, the Xenothreat event was the first uh, event that we, we got, right? Mm -hmm. And I, I don't think they've hit the, the ball out of the park with every event. Mm -hmm. Um the oh what's the event with the station it was supposed to be a pvp event oh, what's it called um is that everyone is so forgettable because it's so broken I, yeah nine, nine tails lockdown yeah. right yeah. like that that mission that event was so uh i don't want to say poorly thought through i'm sure it was thought through but i don't think it was given enough aftercare all right mm -hmm. it wasn't given enough support it's um, not enough in the game to make it work correctly hmm. It's it's I don't think that's necessarily the issue. The issue is there's no reason to fly red. Because as a red player, you make like no money at all. Uh, you can make you can Can we be honest? That's an issue with the game as a whole right now. That's, yes, that's been there I, for I a completely while. agree with you. I've, I've been, when when yeah. you're making a dynamic event, you can absolutely do things hmm. to pay both sides well. I I've, right? I've, I've said this a few times to the boys, and when I say the boys I mean the infrontes group that core group that that core gameplay once that goes online the whole gameplay is going to change and what we need for that core gameplay at the moment is scanning he's got a great video on it by the way that one with the carrick graphics that you've got space do you know what i'm mm -hmm. talking about yeah yeah so that yeah. one if you want to look at scanning he's got a great video on it but once scanning comes in and the cargo refactor we literally then have piracy they're the only yeah. two things we need so i'm hoping the after refactor, the i'm so excited for yeah but yeah Likewise, i completely agree with you because so, so, you know i I typically fly as a criminal. Yep. And you look like I'm one. Constantly no, no, no. frustrated by the fact that whenever I'm trying to scan for something, all I can find are rocks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So and, yeah. So, that, um, so after they do that cargo yeah. refactor, we just need the scanning and that core gameplay loop that you're craving. Once that's there, yeah. the whole game I think will really open up, and that dynamic yeah. uh, dynamic 
or emergent gameplay they're looking for will just take off. They've just got to yep. get scanning now. They're that close. Yep. And I, I and it was on the roadmap before they kind of changed the roadmap. You know, at the start of the year where they kind yep. of locked it down. It was on there for the end of the year. So I'm fingers crossed. Uh, I, 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 and, and to continue, I'll yep. say that I, I still think the best event is Jump Town, which is incredible given the fact that it is the most simple event out of all of them. It's not cinematic whatsoever. Mm -hmm. They they basically took what was a an accidental community created event many years ago mm. and they they kind of threw it back into the game and it's absolutely great. It's not perfect. The fact that there's only mm. um one entrance to the building isn't that well thought through. I think it would have been fine if we had had uh, FPS tools such as ballistic shields in the game to help uh, get through the door. Um, or they could have put a an entrance in the, the the ceiling of one of the rooms or something like that. But um, but Jump Siege of Orison, be an actual town. Mm. I agree with you, dude. It should actually be a town. I AI agree moving around and stuff would be really cool. Look, I, yeah, I, absolutely. As a side note, watching you streamer boys play though, the downside. Like I was watching Henkin, I've watched Croncy, I've watched uh, a few others as well, and all that you see at the moment is them in the century and like this. For six hours straight. Looking around. I completely <laughs> agree with you. It's boring stream. Cheers. Yeah, I completely agree with you. From a content mindset, uh, it is it is very boring. But mm. as a streamer, there are things that you can do to still be engaging with your chat. Right? Do, do you think but, they worked out the Centurion release to line up with Jumptown? Because it seems like the perfect ve vehicle, honestly, for Jumptown. I have comments absolutely about the centurion yeah, i right. think the centurion is one of the best things that's ever happened to Star oh, really? citizen personally okay. absolutely uh, dude um uh, i'll get i'd love your thoughts on that because i'll uh, I, we've got I, a lot I, of... I can just i can give it now the, yeah, the the answer to your question is yes obviously we we've had uh jump town for a little while now but i think from jump town being there and and this is where like people like Kay winter um from the player experience team uh, a friend of mine ari neo who's also a star citizen content creator but for the spanish community right. he now works in the player experience team as well uh, and and these guys i think very quick and not necessarily them but just generally the player experience team uh they become aware very quickly that one of the issues with jump town is that it's it's uh one the blister is great but once you're out of missiles, it's completely useless. Yeah. And we have no way to rearm them other than either bring another ballista or take that ballista away, rearm it, and then bring it back. Yeah. Um, our, and... our, our biggest concern with the Centurion, uh, so we had a lot of the military boys look at the Spartan and the ballista when they came yeah. out, and they fully predicted, because just like in the real world, they have a vehicle platform like the Atlas. They take a lot of different weapons and yes. things and put them on the back. We were predicting that there's at least a couple well, more. Well, the T-72 is a perfect example of that, you know. Yeah, things like the J-Wiz and um, turrets and stuff. Yeah. And, they, and, and they've gone through things like uh, they're expecting like a Spartan that's got a medical bed or a command and control center, stuff like that. Um, they called yeah. something like the Centurion months ago and they've all been yeah. spot on um and so yeah. our only concern is how copied and pasted that is because we also think they're doing that vehicle deliberately because they're working on squadron 42 at the moment it's very low hanging fruit to release a yes. a different version but we do hope at the final end uh that you can cross pollinate so you know imagine take off the turret off a centurion and put the ballista back on because fundamentally it's just a like a rack swap 
that's it. That's all it really is. Oh, I guess there's the extra uh, coolers. But again, if you could just take that module off and put another one on, that makes that vehicle... I just don't want them to be separate. Yeah, it's... Um, I was talking to my... Variants. I was talking to my chat about this the other day, and it's, mm. uh, it turns out, actually, because somebody in my community had talked to a dev about this, it's actually not quite as uh, copy-pasta as it looks because oh. of things like um, the components being slightly different. Um, I think that actually, because of the, the tool sets that they have internally, mm. um, it's not quite as easy for them just to, you know, well, to, to swap out we'll see, because uh, if modules can, like that. If you can replace... In the long term... If you can replace that whole end trailer, though, yeah, those coolers yeah. are directly under the yes. turret. So yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. Yeah. Um, and and I'm sure in the future that will absolutely be the case. But right now, I don't think because of the way that those vehicles are set up, it's it's still quite a manual process. I think. Yeah. Um, but I'm absolutely fine with them using the same chassis, mm -hmm. um, to create uh, multiple different types of vehicle as a way for them to, as a learning experience essentially yep. right to try and work out what types of ground vehicle they want hmm. um and to see how well they they work on the the battlefield as per se um and then once they've kind of worked out the different types of vehicles that they want and what size weapons that they should have etc cetera, etc cetera, then yeah make a new chassis and then give players more more choice on the aesthetics hmm. of or the manufacturer right um, you, I can't quite. How have you oh, found it, Space? I was just going to ask Space his thoughts on it because, yeah. But what's your thoughts on on Siege or the Centurion? Uh, both. Um, I haven't actually been able to play through a whole round of Siege, uh, but I think the best part about it is probably just the diversity it affords to combat in the game because we've been doing so much FPS combat underground in every situation for like the last four years. Um, so being able to go through an open air scenario with long sight lines, with um, uh, landmarks in the distance, with different types of cover, loot, all that kind of stuff. And then on top of it, putting it in an urban environment, I think has diversified the game a lot more and kind of reminds people that there's there's more possible in this game than just some caves and bunkers and military installations and some like stuff like that. Mm. We can totally see things happening inside of the cities that we're seeing and in these major areas that you just don't get in space games. So mm. I think it was cool yeah. in that respect. I think it, it, it I, it's probably a little bit premature in terms of performance um, to have it in that specific situation, but they're they're stuck between a rock and a hard place. And honestly, it's probably best for them to just get it out right now in a place where they can test it, run it, make sure it's good so that in a year or two, when the frame rates are better and server meshing is working, that event is going off without a hitch, just like these other ones. So it might feel like it's a waste of time that they're getting some of this stuff in because it feels too fancy for the game right now, but it's all going to pay dividends in the future. Yeah, and the, yeah I... I I was gonna go say, go ahead. Yeah, let, let us know your thoughts on the Centurion as well, because we kind of took off there, and I just realized we we're leaving. Yeah, you I don't want to. I'll get back to the Centurion. Yeah, go you... ahead and <laughs> rebuke, rebut. Go ahead, boys. No, I was, I was just gonna say, you know, I, I've always played this game uh, from the standpoint of being a pilot. Uh, I've never really been that interested in FPS, mm -hmm. and I, I think one of the main reasons is because. I, I typically don't play that many FPS games anyway. You know, I'll play through the Call of Duty campaigns because, let's face it, they are cinematically amazing yeah. game, uh, games if you play through the, the campaign. 
Um, but the multiplayer, really not that interested in whatsoever because it's not my kind of thing. I like flying and driving vehicles. Um, but, you know, I, I gave Siege of Orison uh, a really good go. And I, for one, obviously now in 3.17.2, we have the dynamic um, player caps, right? So um, when the events start, it brings the player cap down. And then once the event is over, it brings it back up. But I think the way that the dynamic player caps work is that it, it locks the frame, the, um, the player cap. It doesn't kick people out. So mm -hmm. if there's 130 people on the server and then it drops it down to 75, if all those people don't leave, then they're still there. Mm -hmm. and, and something that I've definitely noticed is that um, uh, apart from one time, pretty much every time I've, I've taken part in Siege of Orison, the server performance has been terrible. Um, the first time I tried to do it, um, my party members were actually teleporting. And when I say teleporting, I would see them, and I'm trying to follow them, right? They would run for about 10 seconds, and then they would stop. And I would stand next to them, only to realize that actually on their screen, they hadn't stopped running. And then they would teleport 100 meters away. And then they would run for 10 seconds and then stop. Mm. And it was that over and over and over. And it was, yeah. it was a terrible experience. I it was really, really bad. And then, and then on top of that, um, and, and I will say positive things about the event in mm. just a moment. Uh, I just want to start with the negatives first. Um, the, the, the AI also teleports around. So, mm. you know, you're, you're coming out the elevators, you're checking your corners, et cetera, et cetera. And you think you're clear. And then all of a sudden four NPCs teleport in front of you and just absolutely nuke you. Um, but. I will say this, when you are on a server that is performing well, um, yesterday on stream, I actually managed to complete uh, the event once. Um, and the, perfor the performance was actually pretty decent. It is a great event, but my one criticism is this. If you get knocked down or you arrive slightly late, by God, does it feel like you are just constantly trying to catch up with the rest of the group? Yeah. And I really wish they had designed it more as a kind of um, bicycle wheel with spokes off kind of level rather than when I say linear, it's obviously not a linear mission, but because you have to go from platform A to B to C and, and it it really does feel like um, if you're trying to catch up with your friends who are on the last platform. The first time I attempted it was actually with, uh, with Holly, and I caught up with them as they completed the mission, and it's a little bit frustrating, you know? But other than that, I think it's a great mission. The platforms, though, um, man, the, the level designers have done an incredible job of those yeah. platforms. And I'll say now that I was so incredibly excited to see in the latest uh, roadmap that it is their plan in 3.18 to actually use those platforms for actual missions. Um, yep. and, and for me, I will stop talking in a second and give you <laughs> guys a chance to, I'm just highly passionate about this. That's why um, we're here. Mm -hmm. I, th I, think, I think those platforms do a better job of being a city than any city in Star Citizen. And what I mean by this is, you know, when, when we got Lawville, which I, was our first city, right? You know, it was yep. an incredible experience. And I still think that Lawville is one of the best cities. But the issue that I've always had with all of the cities is that, you know, they, you obviously have the store for buying your weapons. You have the store for buying your ships. 
you have the bar, which is historically something that definitely comes from uh, where you pick up your missions from, from space games. But, you know, where, where do the people live in mm. these cities? And, and, and in the something, halves, apparently. Everyone lives in upstairs. Halves, apparently. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and and they, only, they only eat from the noodle, Big Benny noodle <laughs> machines, apparently. Strictly a noodle um, diet. Mm. Yeah, and, and something that I think these platforms have done is, you know, when you see those gyms and you see those restaurants, it actually makes these locations feel like, and the offices as well, it makes them feel a little bit more alive. I think that's you know? a, a little bit of the, it's further along, you know? So, yes. So, those, so I yeah. think eventually we will see those in the other cities as well. Um, well, we know that Lawville's being reworked, right? Yeah. So maybe we'll see more of that in the, the rework of Lawville. So I've got a question for you, Space. Based on kind of what Moist just said, how they've been really uh, kind of released the you know increased the player caps. I've seen things like seventy five up to one hundred and fifty player server limit. Do you think that was the appropriate time to do that with the uh, Orizon event coming? I think like my personal thing is like it maybe may giving some of that bandwidth to the event rather than extra players. How, how how do you feel about that space? I don't know how it works behind the mm. scenes. I'm assuming they went and looked at both possibilities and probably went with whatever one was more beneficial. Um, <clears throat> personally, I think they, the decisions could have been made separate from each other and, and wouldn't have mattered much because Orison is temporary. Siege of Orison is temporary. It'll run again at some point, but it's yeah. only running now for a couple of weeks. Um, the, the server increases are something that I think they should have. Yeah, if they had the room to do it, it was a good idea to do it. I agree. I actually do agree. And I have a funny feeling that this is a piece of tech that needed to be in place for what is coming down the road. And quite frankly, it just needed to be tested. Agreed. You yeah. know? It, it, it does definitely feel like something, as you said, coming down the road. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and me complaining about the, the server performance doesn't take away from that. You know, it's, it's like you talked about me being logical before, mm. and yet passionate. I am yeah, incredibly yeah. passionate, yeah. Uh, especially when the game doesn't work very well. But I understand well, well, very often why they do the things that they do. Well, look you at know? all the other events. They all started out shit and, you know, laggy and they've all improved. Yeah, it'll, and it'll... Nine Tails Lockdown never got better. <laughs> <laughs> it'll, it'll, but, but what I'm trying to say is Horizon will get better, is what I'm trying to say. Yes, and, um, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's a very different event too. I think it's a really good test of the FPS, so to speak, because like all, as mm -hmm. all the other events, uh, as you kind of mentioned, have been pilot-based. So this is good to see like an on-foot one. And I, I think the next version will be something like a, a vehicle one. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, one of our members. That, of our funny you say that. The, the one thing, sorry to interrupt. Um, I, I will shut up in just a second. I promise. Uh, is mentioning the vehicles. I am a little bit let down by the fact that we've got those C twos or A twos and M twos, whatever there, and they have vehicles inside them, but there's not really anywhere on the platforms to drive them, which yeah. is a bit of a shame. You know, I, so I think that would a, be nice to see. I think that's a sign of things to come. What if the next step, instead of like three platforms are the same so maybe the middle one is a vehicle based combat one so oh, so, that so, would actually so, be so, sick yeah. so, so go back and take out the middle platform and it's a whole vehicle based one where you where you you know maybe like akin to the the bosses in a chopper and you've all got to yeah, shoot the guy that'd be and, sick actually you know, yeah. the chopper! you know like i could you, yeah. you could see that like a big battle-esque battle and you're fighting ai that are all in their own vehicles and stuff so that could be something yeah. that's oh, coming yeah. down the pipe you know i i thought of that too as soon you know uh, when, when I saw that too, and um, 
yeah, I do see that as a thing. And you got to remember, I, I think it was you that first told me too, Space. Um, they're now planning to have a, a hundred ground vehicles. Like that yeah. changes the game for me quite drastically. Like what, and I think you kind of said it yourself, what, what um, ground vehicles they want to have. And I, you can literally almost take anything that's in space and, you know, so you can go, right, the Apollo, so we could have an ambulance. You know, you have other things because most vehicles are in atmosphere. Things that we wouldn't logically think of, like a fire truck, you know, uh, there's a lot more, um, you know, I, I ask the questions of what are the vehicles we are more likely to see because we're on the ground? Um, and I think when you start to really analyze that and go through, there's a real depth of vehicles there that I wasn't expecting. So, yeah. What about definitely you? need a ground vehicle with a tractor beam like soon yeah like uh um it's essentially isn't it just the srv but on the ground so it's like it's essentially a tow truck for the ground you yeah know, something you know, like the mule flat, flat, with flat, a tractor on it yeah well me and agra talked about this when the mule came out actually you can see the mule is like the lowest level of cargo transport for the ground but you know the the raft with the really big yeah. cargo containers, there has to be a truck yeah. that carries one of those. So literally a, akin to a semi-trailer that carries that. And that would need something like a tractor beam to pick them up. Yeah. So yeah, I'm Definitely. really sorry to bring up real life for a second, but um, I follow the Ukraine crisis incredibly closely. Mm -hmm. And if there's one thing that I've, if there's one thing that I have learned from this whole process is that one, um, typically in most militaries, for every one shooter, there are four support personnel, right? But secondly, the, one of the most important things in war is the logistics. Holy shit. Refueling, rearming, cranes, um, even uh, anti uh, minesweepers, um, you know, um, bridge layers, all sorts. You are literally, so I'm, you are literally repeating almost verbatim what all the military guys say. They always yeah, talk so, about logistics, yeah. Yeah, so I'm actually very, very excited to see more logistics roles mm. um, being flushed out in Star Citizen for sure, even in ships and ground vehicles. Well, you, you know, know how, you, how you said yourself was here for the combat. You'd actually be surprised how many people are here for everything else. Like well, most that's the thing. I'm actually more, yeah. personally more interested in the logistics mm. than the actual combat, you know? Yeah, most people we talk to when we do fleets and stuff... They are like combat, like we get combat people, obviously, but I would say the vast majority of people are not looking for combat. They want the logistics. Yep. They want, you know, they want repair. They want medical, uh, you know, yep. they want the mining, um, gas mining, refining, all that type of thing. They, they're far more interested in that, that background stuff, which, you know, for sure. yep. yeah, it's, it's, it's really interesting. Cause that's, you can get combat anywhere, you know? One of the draws yeah. of Star Citizen is that they're offering this experience where you can go and, experience and do all these different things that this normally you don't see. This is what I said see. at the beginning, right? Mm. You know, yeah. it, it, it draws in so many people from so many different backgrounds who like different things and want different things out of the game. Yeah. Did you boys happen to read the monthly report yet? Uh, I did. Yes. I've already forgotten most of it, but I remember being very excited at the time. <laughs> I'm bringing this up I on did, my screen. I've gone through it. And I know oh you guys God, here can we go. see this, right? So I'm just bringing it up. You, you guys can't see this so watching the, the thing. I feel very passionate about hull stripping. When this came up, I got so excited because the Reclaimer is my favorite ship, you see, Space and uh, Noodle. So, yeah, they're adding that hull stripping feature to the Reclaimer. So finally, this big beast that's been in the game for, what, four years can actually do something. Um, so... Yeah. 
Can I just say that there are, there are two ships that really finally got me to bite the bullet and back Star Citizen in 2014. So I followed the project since day one, mm -hmm. but I didn't back till 2014. And it was seeing the concept art for the Reclaimer and seeing um, the Hornet in oh, the original trailer. Wait, so, so I've got to ask real quick. So you've been here since Kickstarter? Uh, I've been following it since the Kickstarter. I need to, I only backed in 2014. I'm, I'm, I'm building a list of people that have been around six Kickstarter. You're the fourth. Okay. I've only found okay. four people. <laughs> no, no, seriously. So okay. it's, um, I can't remember the third one, but it was me, Erad, and you're the fourth. And I, I can't remember Shit. the other one. There is, there, there is so few of us, man. Uh, one um, of my moderators, Senelia, has been around since the Kickstarter, and the guy I'm, whose house I'm looking after at the moment I'm, has been around since the I'm, Kickstarter. I'm specifically looking for content creators, though, because what I'm finding okay. is most of us moved on. You know, we yeah, they, I found uh, that actually. Um, yeah, I remember there was a guy I was watching a review of a game the other day called The Rift Breaker, and his voice yeah. sounded really familiar. I went back and looked at his stuff. He started out with Star Citizen, and he's just completely moved yeah. off to everything else. Um, yeah, I mean, imagine like well, you don't have to imagine, but ten years is a long time to cover something that moved as slow as this game did those first five yes. years. Well, like, I, yeah. I think I think people like yourself and Morph. You know, you guys have been here three, four years, yeah? I think you said 2018? Is that I backed in 2014. Right, but 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 you started doing content, right? You oh got, yeah, I started guys, doing content in 2019. Like, the way yeah. you and Morph talk to me is like, oh, you haven't been here very long. Dude, I think you've been here, like three years is a bloody long time. You know, four years yep. is a bloody long time. I, I might've been here at like, I'm H, oh. right? But the thing is- Red Lear. Sorry, Red Lear. Don't forget Red Lear. Red yeah, Lear? he's been around since the Kickstarter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, you're, you're completely right. Like, you know, I, I think about the, the OG streamers. You know, mm. I, I remember watching the Star Citizen category on Twitch when there were like three, four people streaming in the whole category. Do you know one you know? of the, like, there's a lot of people where real life has got in. Like, so I think of Sia. Sia, Sia was an info runner. Yep. We, I hardly ever see him. He's gone off. He, he's, he makes uh, music videos now in LA, right? Um, yeah. You'd remember Great Headed Gamer. I used to love his yeah, content. I, I've met, wait, I've wait, met wait, him wait, wait. IRL. Yeah. yeah, and he's like, Hold he, on. real life just interfered. So yeah, sorry. Did Seer stop with his aeronautic stuff? Yeah, he's he, he kind of like, so basically, he, he got, like I still talk with him maybe once every three or four months, but he just doesn't have the time because he's making so much bank making these music videos. Um, and, and so he hasn't worked on his own content, <laughs> but he'll drop, he drops by and sees me, you know, every once in a while. And I keep saying, whenever you want to do an episode, just drop by, but he just doesn't have time. He's, he's literally, yeah. you know, um, Real life has just interfered, and that, that that's so. What I'm trying to say with this list that I'm building is, I'm just curious to see who's stayed around, or, or who's popped up, you know, um, that, that's been here that long. And I, I just think a lot of like even my own housemate, right? My housemate actually was the person that said, "Hey, have you seen this new game on Kickstarter?" And he thinks Star Citizen's a scam. We talk about it in the kitchen like once every six months. Like I go, "Oh, did you want an update on Star Citizen?" And he knows I do all this YouTube content, <laughs> and he thinks I'm a complete joke, right? But <laughs> He, and he's like my biggest critic, right? And he and all he has is the um, it was called the bouncer hunting package, which is the three hundred i. He's still yeah. got that all these years later, and he he he's never downloaded the game, he's never tried it or anything, and he's he's just waiting for the day when it eventually comes out. And yeah, um, like we I don't know when it's gonna come. We've we've lost people as well, like Wickstrom as an example, yep. right? But the. Yep. That's, a the, that's true. Yeah, but the, the thing is, you know, I'm still here, I think, because, like I said earlier, um, I'm a single guy. I have no kids. And I, I am 
uh, very much a nomad, right? I move around, I, I do whatever, and I, I, you know, to some people, not having a family might seem sad, but actually, it's a lifestyle that I really, I really like, you know? So what I'm I mean, basically saying is, I, mean, I can afford moist, I mean, to sit here. <laughs> I'm in exactly the same boat. Sorry to interrupt, but yeah, I'm exactly yeah. I'm single, I'm, I'm, so don't worry about it. You'll, you'll, you'll turn yeah, so, out fine, bro. You you'll know, be fine. I, yeah, I can I can sit here and I can play video games all day and I can follow Star Citizen. But you know, when I when I look at friends of mine, you know, I'll use Redlier as an example. Actually, mm. he has a wife and a kid now. You know, um, and while he does still stream Star Citizen, I know that he's trying to make more of a move to YouTube because mm. YouTube is a little bit a little bit more family friendly yeah. uh, for content creators. You know, um, you absolutely don't have to to necessarily pump as many out well, i know tomato the amount of effort that tomato puts into his videos mm. i'm sure he pumps in some absolutely <laughs> ridiculous hours but um you know you you definitely don't have to put in as many hours depending on the type of content that you're creating you I, know I, so yeah it's streaming versus making videos is like you you don't have to sit in front of a computer and a camera all day if you're making yeah. videos if you're streaming yeah. you're not doing anything if you're not live and that's that's rough can i ask an awkward question then since we're talking about YouTube and Twitch, it is an awkward mm. question, right? Um, and, sure. and space is probably better to answer this than than your eye because do you have your own YouTube channel, um, Moist, or not? I do. I bring out a video a year. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I'll schedule. say this: they're great videos when I bring them out. Absolutely yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You so, can always go up from there in terms of the amount of videos. So that's a good starting point. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah. So we we stream every Friday. Um, and we probably get about 10 viewers on Twitch, but then we can get up to like 160 on YouTube, right? When we, mm -hmm. uh, when we stream, right? But one of the things we brought up with Sandy when we interviewed her a couple of months back is that, that CIG just seems to have this problem with YouTubers. They don't reach out to us YouTubers like they reach out to Twitch. Now, space is ironically in the middle between those two. Um, and we, we've just never, ever been contacted by CIG. So to give an example, like you guys were given the Centurion, they've yeah. never been given anything. Right, yeah. uh, they just don't. They've just never ever reached out to us, um, and I I hear that from a lot of YouTubers. Um, and having talked to Morph and all the other guys I talk to, um, they just I, I, seem to I, strongly favour Twitch, and I'd love to know why that is. Yeah, but no one can and tell you, know, me. you know what? I was talking to Citizen Talk about eight weeks ago, and the same thing with him. And mm. the amount of followers he has on TikTok is absolutely insane, and he creates purely Star Citizen content, and. I don't know what the answer is, but I suspect it's just because of the culture of Twitch mm. and and well, it's like you said I said earlier about the um them not seeing things like you were talking about the the what was the team the 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 uh Player experience team experience team I just don't yeah. like why haven't they reached out to youtubers and as you said TikTokers yeah. and other media platforms um I'm hearing those dogs you were talking about before the show, but that's fine Dora. that wasn't oh, me no, that's me oh was that you <laughs> right oh, okay yeah. right. Yeah. I, I Wait, can do, when an... you said when you said they gave us centurions, do you mean like they gave centurions out for giveaways? Yeah, well, or, so, yeah you, you guys get them for giveaways yeah. and stuff, but it also yeah. helps you review I did not. them. You didn't get one. I have not been getting no, no. Wow. So, so I, I have a couple of thoughts on this. First of all, um, I didn't get given giveaway ships for a long time. Right. And yeah, that's what's happening right now. I, I was asked about this in my Twitch chat once, and I went off on a major rant. And I mm. think when I ranted, either Ulf or Zylo was in my chat at the time because <laughs> this was before this was before Jake right. went to CIG, mm. and I very quickly received an email 
like pretty much at the end of my stream, there was an email waiting for me with an apology. Mm. They had just overlooked me. And, and that's a shame, mm. but... It just feels a little bit like, like haves and have-nots, do you know what I mean? And, yeah. And, um, and I, I don't, like, expect shit for free. I don't expect ships for giveaways. No, yeah. But what I would like is access so I can review them. Do you mean even yeah, if there was an account I, I, that I could yeah. use temporarily, like like you know on the yeah. PTU access, even if I was just given access while it was on the PTU, so I could review it, um, because yeah. there's very much a have like I, I wish I wish they had a system where you could say I'm a content creator. Yes, I agree. Excuse me. Um, I'm a content creator. I would like to review your like ships as they come out. Can I get PTU yes. access? And I think that would solve all the problems. Yeah. I actually, yeah, Honestly, I, I actually do agree with you. I, I'll shut up in a second. I promise, Tomato. Um, the, the conversation, the conversation that I had, I, I have to say it because I'm so ADHD. If I don't say it while it's in my brain, yeah, I, I know I seem rude, but I, I completely forget, and then I'll, mm. I lose my train of thought. Yeah. Um, but the, the, the conversation I had with Citizen Talk really opened my eyes, mm. and I completely agree with you. I think that there should be a process for applying. The reason I think, though, that uh, Twitch streamers tend to get the love is mm. just because of how strong Twitch is as a live streaming platform and um, how engaging mm. the communities are and how easy it is for CIG devs to get in touch with just, just to talk to them via chat. Whereas I think even though you can stream on YouTube, mm. um, I think it's, it's harder to find those but, streams. And I'll right? throw this to you, Space. You, you, Space and I have talked about this a lot, and we've really got off topic. This is such a, uh, a content yeah. creator problem. <laughs> so yeah. we have to wrap this up soon and get back to Star Citizen. But Space, you literally said to me, um, the way the algorithm on YouTube works, it's so much easier to be found. Like when I was streaming on Twitch, I struggled. You, you know how I was streaming recently and mm. I've kind of stopped because I just, yeah. it was, I just wanted people to talk to. And I yeah. just, the chat was just dead quiet. I'd have 50 people watching me and I just, yeah. no interaction. And, um, you know, kind of like you said, you've got ADHD. I'm bipolar. And so if I don't have someone to bounce off, I just fall flat. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and space, you've done both. And what's, you, you give us your analysis. What, what, cause you seem to prefer YouTube. Yeah. Or am I mistaken? Well, yeah. So the, the, the experience is definitely different and I'm actually gonna, I will get to the, to the whole thing why I think they use Twitch. Um, but going back to the access thing and them mm. sending out emails and all that stuff, I haven't gotten an email from them since March. Oh, wow. And the main reason it bugs me isn't because of the ships. I, I'm just like you. I don't really expect yep. to have things free given or anything. But the heads up that something is going to happen yeah, is so helpful for putting together yep. a YouTube video. Because my YouTube videos are around a 10 to 14 day process of making. So mm. like if a patch comes out and I didn't know it was going to come out, I have to get started on that video and I'm not putting it out until a week later. Mm. Whereas if they tell me like four days before it comes out, I can start preparing for that. And that's really been hurting me these last few months. I actually emailed them about it last month and I just checked. They haven't even gotten back to me. So <laughs> I don't know what the deal is. I don't know if it's because my Twitch stream is not as strong as it was before or if, uh, because like you said, it might be based on Twitch, yeah. um, that kind of correlated. And I think mm. a lot of what they like about Twitch is kind of like what you were saying. It's easy to communicate with people. Um, well, they're working with is, Amazon as well. That's the other thing, you know? Well, yeah, I don't know if that factors in, but mm. it's certainly easier to communicate with the streamers on Twitch. And 
YouTube isn't reliable because what, what you have to do on YouTube is you either have to fit it into the beginning or the end of your video or do something yeah. special to point it out. And most people aren't going to put in the effort to make a big announcement in the video itself because a lot of people click off because of that mm, stuff. With YouTube, do. it's very fickle how you have to do that stuff. On mm. Twitch, you got a command. You put that command in the title. Anybody can see the giveaway at any point. Yeah. It links right there in chat, and it's very easy to do. So I think it's just custom almost curated for these giveaways and they put a lot more focus on that i mean they'd have to go in and figure out how do we how do we make sure that creators are hosting reliable and good giveaways on TikTok? uh is that yeah. worth the investment of sending those ships out and it's like no why don't we just keep doing twitch and i think that there's just a lot of stuff like the alerts uh the commands the ability to host giveaways on stream chats or on uh chat bots on twitch that you can't do on youtube just little things that make it way easier to do it on twitch yeah so youtube's you're just saying in short youtube's just not quite there yet with the commands and stuff and i do i do agree like they only just brought in rating like a week or two ago so yeah i think before yeah. this officially turns into a content creator bitch lesson i will just say uh that i agree with you moist i'm going back to your first point or one of your first points where you said there's so many new content creators maybe Maybe that's a part about why they don't contact anyone. There's just so many more Possibly. people they've got to contact now that they yeah. just don't have yeah. the team to handle us all. Um, yeah, I think it's getting to a point where they're probably going to have to create an official yeah. like system. Well, you know, maybe it's on you, me too. Maybe I should reach out to someone like Zylo. You know, I don't have a relationship with Zylo. You know, I have different, yeah. like, like you said, I have different friends in different contexts than COG. But maybe I yeah. should, you know, foster that with Zylo and maybe I will get more access or whatever but yeah. yeah i i think um the fostering relationships is is not not just with community team members but in general is incredibly important i think mm. when you're when you're content creator like for example xylo i'm mm. not in xylo's dms every day yep. but I'll, I'll tell you one thing that i do do mm -hmm. do do um <laughs> is when i'm super aware that the the um community team mm. uh, is going through an incredibly difficult period I go out of my time to message a couple of the guys I know, including Zylo and yeah. Jake, who I know they're on the community team. I'm like, dude, I get you going through a tough time at the moment. My thoughts are with you. I, you know, just keep your chin up. You know, just just little things like that. I know it might seem a little bit um, demeaning or whatever, but no, no, I, I can tell you right now that happens with other content creators. I know. I can tell you that right now. Yeah, and it, so, you know, yeah. I just it's it's one of those things where you know I was, used to work in the IT industry. The the job that I worked in was incredibly stressful. And I remember that I, we had like 20 calls in the queue one day. And it, it was when uh, the WannaCry virus was going around, right? Mm -hmm. And um, we were having a really tough time, a lot of angry customers. And there was this one customer that we had um, called uh, Paul. And um, I remember answering my phone. And every time before I clicked the answer button, I had to try and put a smile on my face and just take a deep breath, click answer. And it was him. And he was like, dude, I don't actually have any issues. I just wanted to let you know that I know you're going through a really shitty time at the moment. <laughs> and uh, I appreciate everything that you've done for me. I was like, dude, you know what? You've given me like a two minute breather. Thank you so much. <laughs> you know, it was just like a couple of kind words from somebody when you feel like the whole world is falling down yeah. around you makes actually, I think, a lot of difference. So yeah, that's um, a good point. 
yeah, someone that's bipolar too, I can totally relate to that. Um, you'd be surprised, yeah. uh, you know, even even space has reached out to me when I'm, you know, in a, in a weird place or somewhere like that. It really does make a lot of difference. And, oh, um, for sure. Yeah. Thinking, uh, I'm thinking of a few people. Actually, there's a person listening to us right now. He, uh, he made a post this weekend. Uh, yeah, just just it's good to hear from certain people when they're in a, in a, in a bad place. So, uh, yeah, the yeah. person that I'm talking to in chat knows who I'm talking to, and I, I was gl very glad to hear from you, mate, and I, I hope you're on the mend. Um, real quick, yep. You were talking about the monthly report earlier. Yep. Just wanted to bring up because you were asking. You guys mentioned maybe a, an official kind of creators thing, whatever. Mm -hmm. Something they've been mentioning on the last two monthly reports, kind of stealthily, but also they've been really talking it up, is that they're remaking the community hub on the website, mm. and they are talking oh, yeah. about it like it is a huge overhaul. So I'm guessing, I'm mm. betting that with that comes some sort of ability to sign up to show that you are maybe a, a content creator or a journalist or something that covers that would be really nice. I, I always yeah. i always thought when they originally did that right because there was the we signed up the podcast all those years ago uh that back when i did star signal i always thought that was going to be you submit every episode and it no but it was just the podcast that was a one-off i always thought it would yeah. be cool if you could post every episode there um and so it was like this hub of content. That was what I was expecting it to be. And if, if it should just be an RSS feed. Exactly. Yeah. And and I, I just think that'd be awesome because then you can go there and you know you could almost filter like different things. You, you know, I want to I want to look at something where they're talking about salvage, or you could put in keywords. So you could just use a bunch of tags and, and an RSS feed. I just yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it should be. Yeah, I agree. All right, we really need to go back to Star Citizen because we've we're venting. If, if anyone that is listening to this is now tuned out, we've lost everyone. That's why because uh, we Sorry, were everyone. we were venting. Yeah, yeah. We, Whenever we, it goes in this direction, people do not people yeah. are not happy. But that's that's just what I'm you know as content creators, we don't often get to sit down and actually talk to each other. This is why me and Space have started doing this, and it probably uh, will become a series because you just don't get to sit down and talk with other content creators. It's just we're all too busy. Um, I yeah. haven't seen. I, I think I saw uh, Paul. Uh, three months ago and before that it was two months before that you know so i paul's got so incredibly busy um yep. you know and space i see probably what maybe once a month i see you got you, you now so you, you you both got so incredibly busy we're you know six months prior to that i was seeing them every week so um you know, I was uh, I was at TwitchCon Amsterdam uh, a few weeks ago and uh, I got to spend quite a bit of time with anna yeah, and uh, I gotta say, like Anna really opened my eyes as to how busy some content creators are. Cause mm. holy shit, that girl don't half work. <laughs> holy moly! It was nice, really nice to spend time with her and other content creators, mm. you know. But it really opened my eyes to things that I really should be doing. But I think I'm a little bit too old fashioned to keep my my head glued to my phone and social media constantly. That goes, uh, yeah. It goes back to that whole thing, like when we all work in the same industry, there's already that instant rapport because we know what we're yes, all going yeah. through. Uh, kind of like what I said before, when you're talking just to people at a, at a bar citizen, they're all into star citizen. So yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's, um, let's, let's bring this around. Uh, yeah. Okay. So we've talked about the current patch. Let's, let's talk about the, the future. And then after that, I think we'll wrap it up. So, so what are you guys hoping to see? What, what, I don't know. What, what do we want to say? Do we want to say the end of the year? Do we want to say twelve months from now? I'll, I'll open the floor there. What, what What are you guys hoping to see in in that time frame? You know, the next six to to twelve months. I'll be I'll be completely honest with you. Um, I don't. My mind doesn't work that way anymore with Star Citizen. Mm -hmm. I think that 
And I, 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 this actually comes back to when we were talking about content, content creators who have come and gone. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my mindset has definitely saved me uh, in, in that regard, in that I only think about the things that are immediately in front of us and the things that are coming in the, the, the next patch, right? Yep. Because I think it's incredibly easy to burn out when you get mm-hmm. super excited about the prospect of something coming in like six months or a year's time, mm-hmm. only to find the, the thing that you were really <laughs> hoping was coming just never comes right i I think i think that's a part of like i think by now you understand the development process though and i think yeah like sure the one thing i do appreciate about stasis and as a former developer is how many people it's actually taught how development works that it's oh absolutely that that it's r d you know and and uh for for me i i think the the best product that cig has ever created is the community and their ability to teach the community about development yeah um rather than the actual game itself right now um because although i've never worked in games development hell i i understand uh, obviously i don't know everything and there's a lot that i don't understand but i feel like i understand a lot more about game development now than You're right. um yeah. yeah my IT background definitely we'll helps as well because yeah. all although i didn't i wasn't a developer i still had to work with developers day in day out you know so yeah you'd um, understand um what is it what they call it uh software development and that's not that different from games development. yeah like you know my my head was in i was basically a server engineer right so my head was in jira all day every day submitting tickets responding to tickets etc etc um but for me 318 uh somebody who plays as a criminal uh the cargo refactor mm-hmm. man like i'm so excited for that the ability to actually remove cargo from people's ships yep. um it means that when somebody doesn't want to give money mm. we'll just be able to take you know and and although that might seem a little bit unkind that is part of the game um and it's it's definitely something that uh, i'm looking forward to and i you know for people like mongrel squad who mm. create incredible content Mm. uh on both youtube and on, on twitch you know that's that's content i'm super excited to see and it's part of the dream of star citizen i, I would love one time to hang out with you and i'll be in the caterpillar and you can just bring all your loot back right i'll be your your loot holder <laughs> you can be out in the yeah, it's logistics bro yeah, yeah even pirates yeah. need logistics yeah you know yeah. um so, yeah. and i actually i'm really hoping in 318 to go hang out with the the mongrel squad guys because mm. typically i normally um uh i normally play with space cutlet but mm. for those who don't know space cutlet is ukrainian uh yeah. he's fled ukraine with his family and is now living in berlin in a single room with his wife daughter and his parents in one room Oof. and he's just not in a position to really play the game or uh or stream at the moment is you he, know so is he well though like i'll just ask that I, I i literally messaged him this morning just mm-hmm. to see how he was doing because he sent me some pictures the other day of some tarantulas at berlin zoo which i was really <laughs> excited about um but uh he i i can read what he said verbatim um he said uh, uh and i quote um it's hard i'm not gonna lie but i'm out of harm's way so that's probably uh that counts above all else and that's true you know um so yeah just um, yeah it's incredibly good. hard do you know do you know who i talk about if i say tripol right you know who tripol is uh no i'm not familiar okay I'll, I'll, uh, he told me he talked to you quite a bit about helping uh get uh, him out of the ukraine I I probably yeah I at, at the time it was incredibly difficult because mm. I had so many people trying to help me so yep. yeah I, I probably do know them but 
probably can't remember. It's all good. It's all good. But yeah, I, I did really appreciate what you did on, on that stream. And I think it was really good uh, to see the community kind of come together, how you did that over the, that, that time. And um, yeah, so I think yeah. we raised about $15,000 for them all together. And, and they're still living <laughs> off that money, by mm. the way. Um, so that was an incredible help for them. But not only that, um, but one of the guys from uh, who helps run tests um, is from Poland, and he actually went to the border and picked up Cutlet's wife and daughter ahead of time and drove them all the way to Berlin. And then when it came Cutlet's time to leave, he went all the way to the border again picks up cutler from the border and wow. drove him all the way to berlin wow. you know and that's, that's the community that's, and right they'd never, yeah. yeah they'd never met before 100%. that's the star citizen community yeah. you know yeah. so it's good to see us uh, come together on an event like that that we can help out absolutely yeah yeah 100 yeah. agree and yeah i yeah i hope i hope you're well space if you're cutlet if you listen to this so yeah all right um yours space what what, what are you looking forward to in the the, the next six to 12 months I am honestly, I won't even look into next year because I think there's so much stuff that they could do this year, uh, kind of low key, not, not major changes, nothing persistent entity streaming or server meshing monumental, but stuff that could definitely improve the game a lot. And that's kind of any improvement in the Holy Trinity, in my opinion, is this what I call it, uh, either the economy, which is you know the quantum simulation system yep. the reputation system or the mission system i think those three things are super super key to expanding the content we have right now past just some a list of things that you can do but rather adding reason consequence mm -hmm. and uh and and risk to all of the things that we're doing and especially things like you said moist with um nine tails lockdown reputation would make a big difference there you know how people interact oh, yeah. with you and what you're able to do who's marked as a friend or a foe like these are the types of things that when you look at star citizen you're like there's a lot of stuff missing but i don't know what it is i think those three categories could make huge differences to the game so i'm hoping we get at least an update especially on the quantum system this year um, but i'd also like to really see something on the reputation system as well no okay. uh, something to bear in mind uh, all the little things that gets fixed as well right yeah. in between uh, that aren't on the roadmap. Like, we've got a PTU build out at the moment, right? Mm. And this is, uh, sorry to keep going on about content creator stuff, but it's such a huge thing for content creators. Just the friends list being in alphabetical yeah. order now is amazing, dude. And also not having the global list constantly refreshing yeah. Um, yeah. is really, really nice. The little quality of life things like that um, really do make a, a huge difference in terms of me wanting to play the game. Um, one more star map oh yeah oh, star dude, map. The star map. yeah it, i'm glad one. you mentioned that because it's something that i rant about every single stream dude it's the worst and part of the game at this point i, I completely want, agree with you definitively i, I want a yeah. way to select location in a list so like you could just type the name of it but there's also a yes, list I agree. That you just click and it, it it sets that waypoint but i, I think in in 317 the fact now that we have contextual search in um mm. in the shop kiosks I don't mm. think CIG or the devs at CIG who built that um, have got anywhere near as much love as they really deserve. Yeah. Because I think people really underestimate how much of a huge task that was for them to yeah. develop. Um, but the fact that we now have that, I'm really hoping that we start to see contextual search being rolled out across the UI more. Obviously, mm. we're not going to get yeah. it on the older UI, like the Moby Glass and stuff like that. But hopefully, Eventually. as we see building blocks being rolled out more and we get the new building blocks, Moby Glass, 
um, that should be a feature that comes as standard would be really, really nice. I'll make mine really short and quick then. Um, for me, it's it, it's just what they've kind of said they want to get done. So I'm, I'm looking forward to server meshing because it's that final foundational pillar. And I think there's a, yep. a real damn wall of stuff that's really ready to kind of burst out when that's done. Um, yep. a, as we said, the cargo refactor, I think that's just going to be astronomically huge for the game. Um, we've obviously got Savage on there as well. It's the second game. Like essentially, I said at the start of the year, the amount of gameplay we've got right now is going to double by the end of the year because we're getting Salvage in the cargo refactor. And right now, all we've kind of really got is combat and mining. So that's going to be, you know, the game's doubled. That's the first time we've had that yeah. in, in, in many years. Um, and then I, I guess uh, the, the map, as you said, is really important. And for me, um, just... Yeah, just just getting that dam to burst. I I, I think it really yeah. is going to burst in the next twelve months, and th there's going to be a flood of content. Uh, all this stuff that you know, like think about all the stuff weird stuff we've had, like AI standing on chairs and and all that stuff. Like you've both been on new servers, like I have, and it runs like a dream. Yeah. And then the more and more people come on, where that bandwidth is taken up, it just starts to go to shit um so so the game is there um the quests are there we know they've got this dynamic quest system that you know it you know you get all these different quests they've talked about it they just can't do it because the bandwidth is not there so once the the server meshing comes in and that service meshing unfortunately is going to be like some of those real teething issues we've had where yeah. it's probably going to take like from start to finish it might take 12 months right to, but... to, to, to get that in but to touch on server meshing for mm -hmm. a second, something I think that's really important to bear in mind is uh, that pretty much every um, aspect of the game interacts with server meshing in some way or another. Same with uh, persistent entity streaming, right? Mm. And I think there is a lot of tech in the game that is very patchwork at the moment because mm. it's, it's been put in there as an intermediary before mm server meshing, which I think definitely doesn't help in terms of um, the bugs that we have in the game right now, right? Because yeah. it doesn't really make sense to pull somebody away from working on server meshing to mm -hmm. fix some patchwork um, that's a bit buggy at the moment when they could just be working on server meshing. And, th and that's where so development hits that uh, now and then process where you get... You yes. Get, um, I'm, there was a certain content creator we we're talking about before the show and that particular content creator struggles to see the now and the later and 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 they want them to stop and work and fix a problem right now yeah but because they're trying to get to that end goal and that that's that's literally what i, yeah. what I was trying to talk about is you, you, yeah you, exactly it's exactly what you're explaining there yeah yeah and i i think you're you're absolutely right i think both persistent entity streaming i think 318 is going to be an incredibly buggy patch Mm -hmm. incredibly buggy for a long time. And I think it's going to be the same with server meshing. Um, I think they're going to be bug fixing for a long time. But once those are in place, in theory, we'll have less patchwork spaghetti code yes. in there, right? Well, because and, we're and getting, more to that, getting more towards that final code. Exactly. You know? yeah. So, um, you know, hopefully, I, I don't want to say... Uh, the the holy grail like two years just two mm. years guys yeah, but yeah. i think you know a couple of years from now <laughs> how long has that I'm been hoping... a joke for like the last 10 years it's like it's just, <laughs> yeah, just two yeah. years away yeah I'm, I'm done with it i think i've heard board you know, gamers say two years away about eight times oh, now dude. over the last you yeah. know like eight years but, but yeah. I, I i really am hoping to see um the game starting to stabilize over the next couple of years you know so 
All right, Space, I, I don't know about you, but um, at the start of the show, Mr. Moist said he doesn't want to see be seen as a PvP person anymore. I don't know about you, but I think he's going to be seen as a space trucker from now on uh, with his look today. But what about you? I mean, I, yeah, we've talked about that before. Moist, you, you mentioned yeah. that you only really got into PvP because it was there and you're more in the industry kind of side of things. I'm yep. personally going to be all data running. Uh, I want to be a data broker. Mm. My, I, I think number one moments in gaming in terms of sci-fi content have been um, uh, watching Oni operate in the Halo universe, um, watching the Shadow Broker operate in Mass Effect, and watching just the general vibe of things in the Deus Ex games. And I've always just been super excited to see how information can travel and change a game and the way that they're focusing on that in this game you can't do that in other mmos so um that's really what i'm headed towards well i've been yeah that's sick yeah i've been watching you for the last month or so space you've been hitting on all cylinders uh level cap you've i saw you hanging out with croncy and um doing all these big events um you, you had ollie on you've had um oh god man the, the, on your podcast you just hitting on all cylinders man some big names yeah. on there at the moment so yeah um w where can people find that podcast if they want to just see that oh that one's it's on all of the different uh platforms you know apple podcast spotify anchor amazon or on youtube space tomato 2 is my youtube channel where i post those and yeah i do them every week and then i'm getting one started up now that's kind of once a month mm -hmm. with, with a group that comes on so um that one i don't know the future of that but but we'll see and what about yourself moist where can uh where can people find you in your space tracking adventures sorry i keep saying space tracking if anyone's seen my no, camera dude, he looks like a space tracker favorite, today one of my favorite games to play is american truck sim and euro oh, really? truck sim so my brother's honestly my brother dude, i that, absolutely yeah. love it it's so chill mm -hmm. uh, it's such a vibe so um yeah space trucking i am absolutely down for mm -hmm. um but yeah i, I stream daily from uh around 1 to 2 p.m uh british standard time and um uh yeah that's on twitch.tv forward slash moist underscore noodle and i do a bit of everything like like i said earlier i um i used to pretty much exclusively pvp dogfight but mm -hmm. you know the game has more to offer now so i'm trying to delve in and do a little bit of of everything um and yeah the game is slowly crawling towards the finish line <laughs> well i'll in, i'll endeavor to uh come and reach out and we'll, we'll uh i'll join you sometime and uh we'll, that'd be sick I, yeah. i'd love to drag you around in my redeemer and get you to give us some tips on my redeemer i'm a big redeemer fan. oh yeah i can give you a great tip for the redeemer yeah. uh use the hurricane there we go <laughs> um, fantastic all right, all right, right. but I'll, I'll, I'll come out i'll come hang out with you and uh, you, can, you can give me some tips so that'd, that'd be good sick yeah all right um yeah let's what would you guys like to hear from people in the comments uh is there anything you'd like to hear from uh, from from the audience anything you would like to hear that we've talked about today so what they're looking forward to or something like that i mean it's talk touching on the pvp stuff it's been really really nice seeing a lot more of the uh the games community mm -hmm. delving into the world of pvp and i think people like avenger one have really helped with that and Definitely. i think um burks as well zero state yep um but also just things like jump town have definitely opened people's minds to uh taking part in pvp events so just generally i'd, I'd love to hear um people's opinion on on pvp because i know it can still be quite 
diverse if you know some people are super pro pvp some people already are against it so i think space said it better than anyone i can think of where he said there has got to be things in this game that i don't like for it to be exactly successful. absolutely and i yeah, think you really sure. hit the nail on the head there space i think i think that is a, a everyone needs to take that line on board if for if for this game to be for everyone there has to be things in it that i don't like and i think that's a really yeah, exactly. clever way yeah. to look at it so yeah. yeah what about you space like misc any... ships for example yeah. <laughs> <laughs> somebody's got to buy them wow that, that, that's the first person I've, time i've ever heard someone hit, hate on misc uh, it's usually drake and origin that, that we hear no, uh, um, for me it's here. for me it's misc and origin dude like right. don't get me wrong the 400 i is gorgeous but mm -hmm. uh yeah uh, yeah We'll save that for show number two. We'll get you back for another mm. conversation, I think. Space, is there anything you'd like to hear from anyone in the comments below? i just like to hear what people think about the idea of looking at this game as it is now versus what it's becoming. Because yeah. every, almost every anger, uh, um, decisive moment in this game's development comes from, I think... It might not directly reflect this, but it comes from the two different philosophies of yeah. is this good for the game now or is it good for where it's going? And a lot of times the decision is different based on what CIG is doing. It's not always, it shouldn't always be for the game going forward. It shouldn't always be for the game now. And mm -hmm. I'd like to hear what people think of that and kind of how they view it, what, what they lean more towards. I think that's an interesting topic. That is an interesting topic because it's almost like marketing versus design. But I'll leave. I won't open that can of words. I'll just uh, nudge and uh, nudge and leave it there. But yeah, I I I think that's a really good one, and I'd like to hear the same thing. And anything else that you've got, um, because I'm sure Moist and yourself, Space, will actually come back and have a look at the comments. So if you do have a comment for Moist yeah, or Space, uh, leave one there, and and they'll check them out, and I'll be there as well. Um, with that, then, uh, thank you for joining us, Moist. He's been Moist Noodle. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, we'll definitely have you back again if you want to join us. Um, and he's been Space Tomato. I've been Execute. And we'll catch you in the next one. Feel free to say goodbye, guys. Mm -hmm.